I'm always gonna go hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hi. I'm not gonna do it Daniel's way. I'm Monroe Hayden, and today I'll be hosting uh, Beyond the Page. Today, I'll be interviewing Daniel, who's always uh, the host for our podcasts, and um, he's doing a really good job. Thank you. So, good job to that. But I think people are really interested in knowing who you are, because you're always doing the interviews. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks for agreeing to do this, even though right. you didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's start off with like the obvious. Mm-hmm. Why podcasts? Yeah. Well... I've always been a very big fan of podcasts. I listen to them on my commutes and on my walks and on my runs. So I like to listen to more like humor-based podcasts, but also news informational type things. So I've been kind of surrounded by podcasts for the past at least three, four years. And, you know, when you first said that you were interested in doing a podcast yourself, and I think that kind of sparked something in me that like, it's something that I've always wanted to do because I'm such a big fan of them that I wanted to kind of see what it was like on the other side to actually host them instead of just listening to them. So I think that's a big reason why I was so interested in doing this side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, like, since, okay, I'm guessing obviously just by your answer, you have, you listen to podcasts a lot. I do, yeah. All right, so what's different about being a host yeah. and having your own podcast show as opposed to listening oh to other gosh. stuff? Like, yeah, is, it, is it what you thought it was going to be? <laughs> it's a lot different than I thought it, what it was going to be. There's a lot more work in the planning process of it in terms of like figuring out what kind of questions you want to ask, how you want to ask these questions. Sometimes I think I have a good question, but maybe it's not phrased the right way. And that was a big revelation to kind of notice that you can ask the same question three or four 500 different different ways mm-hmm. and you'll get a different response every time because you're focusing on a different aspect of the question or maybe you're phrasing it in a way that kind of is trying to lead the guest into saying something that you want to hear so it's been very interesting trying to read people and trying to anticipate how people are going to react to being in the hot seat and on top of that just figuring out what my podcast voice is you know um i've been told that i have a very radio friendly voice and i think that's maybe because of my second job hosting karaoke nights so i'm kind of used to just being this other sort of persona on the mic mm-hmm. um i did try and tone it down a little bit i didn't <laughs> want to be too much like and we're back like welcome so i didn't want to make this it like daniel andrade this is daniel andrade let's guys beyond the page <laughs> beyond the page <laughs> So, yeah, I tried to tone it back a little bit from that, but I still didn't want it to be, um, I wanted it to be something fun and exciting, and because another reason, like you asked, why are we doing this, and it's because there's just so much that we do, and so much that we think about when we do what we do, in terms of portraying these characters, and all the stuff we do behind the scenes, that... Like, I've always been fascinated. I've always been fascinated by that sort of stuff, about the behind the scenes sort of things, and hearing about 
what got people into that position to act a certain way or uh, why they said a line a certain way. So all of that coming together was just really something that I wanted to explore further. And yeah, so what I've learned is that there's so much more work that goes into it. And it's exciting, it's fun, it's scary. There's definitely moments where I'm nervous as well. Like you've probably heard everyone on the show say, I'm so nervous, oh, I'm so nervous. But maybe what they don't know is that I'm just as nervous as they are because I've been working so hard to prepare these questions and I'm just hoping that the questions will be clear, they'll know what I'm asking. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, it's been eye-opening in that sort of sense. No, oh, you took that football and you ran to the end zone. Oh, right all there. the way, all the way. <laughs> I was like, you answered a whole bunch of questions I, uh, <laughs> I hadn't asked yet, there but I don't go. have to. I kind of knew this was going to be one of those easy like interviews on my end because I just have to ask one, and you're like, oh, yeah. you're just going to take that and just yeah. continue on with like stories. <laughs> I've been very restrained <laughs> in the hosting aspect of it, but now you got me on the other side, so yeah, now you're letting loose. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> To ask questions that you haven't answered Ooh, yet. Okay. Um, what do you, as someone who has to create your own content for podcasts, yeah. um, why are podcasts so popular now? And they, you know, not that they were then because they didn't exist like a <laughs> decade ago. Yeah. But why are they becoming, um, I don't know, just why are they coming more into the forefront now? I think it's one of those things that. As, as weird as it sounds, like almost anyone can do a podcast. Like if you have the right materials, you can record a podcast. So because of that, um, there's so many different little niches and different little interests that people have that they used to just talk about it amongst themselves. And now there are podcasts and now they know that they're not alone in that interest. There's this whole community of people that are in interested in figure painting or in Star Wars or in Once Upon a Time or um, GRR Tolkien. Like there's so many different things that are out there that it makes it more accessible. Like you can find something if you look for it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why they're more popular because they're more accessible to everyone, to everyone's interests. Mm -hmm. And they're also just very easy to digest. Like I said, you can just put them in your car ride you can put them while you're taking a walk, while you're at the gym doing cardio. They're just very uh, easily digestible. Whereas maybe like a TV show, you have to be watching, you have to be focusing on the visuals. Whereas in an audio or an oral medium, you can just listen to it and absorb it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, you know, as I would think that um, it's just more efficient. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, have to, you can't read and drive at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't even know if you can really work out and do a podcast and listen to a podcast either. I don't mm. know. It depends, I guess, on the yeah, workout. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, you can do, like, cardio and listen to a podcast, too. Mm -hmm. You can cook and listen to a exactly. podcast. Yeah. And you can, I don't know, listen to it before you go to bed mm -hmm. or something. Um, so, yeah, that's why I would think so. And it's, it's kind of cool to get that confirmation from someone who creates podcasts and... Mm -hmm listens to podcasts other ones so yeah. to give out more credit where credit is due yeah. what other um podcasts do you do you like give out yeah i mean name drop here yeah. it's funny you mentioned uh like oh you listen to some while you sleep because i do have one that's called sleep with me 
and it's just this guy that talks in a very monotonous voice about oh, yeah, random yeah. super... My mind went somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, so, no, no, no. Yeah, no I so... need to listen to this podcast before I <laughs> It's very clean, very PG. Sometimes I'll just talk about like then I probably grocery shopping. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could you could be the one that makes a dirty version of it if you want. Like with Monroe Hayden. Oh, God. The fans' Podcast. heads are exploding right now. <laughs> Every night. That's right. 12 p.m. It's time for a midday nap. <laughs> Siesta time with Monroe. Right. Yeah. So that's one of them. Like, he'll just talk about, like, grocery shopping or uh, a renaissance fair he went to. And it's just so boring, but so effective at putting you to sleep. It's, like, weird. Like, you want it to be boring. And he's very good at doing that. Um, <laughs> I know, right? It's a skill. It's a skill, it's a skill. <laughs> to be that boring. Because he's intentionally trying to be this boring. It's a skill to be that boring. Yes, it oh is. Oh my god. Insane. Like, try and be boring. I mean, I don't... I, 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 this is not my podcast, man. <laughs> I'm go. supposed to be That's doing right. this with you. But see, like, when you're put on the spot, you're like, oh, shoot. Like, uh, I like The Daily from the New York Times. It's a nice little 20-minute digestible podcast about what's going on in the news. Uh, there's this one I like called Comedy Bang Bang. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like 560, 70 episodes in now. And what? So, yeah, so they've been doing it for a long time. And they wow. just have this recurring... I know. like. Is it like monthly or is it weekly? It's weekly. And sometimes That's they do like what? a bonus episode. So Can you imagine creating content for something weekly? I mean, we're already thinking... Oh, we gotta have two in a month. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be tough. It is, yeah. So, but luckily he has like a recurring cast of characters that come by, and he has a lot of friends that are in improv that come and do these um, characters. There's another one I like called Spontaneous Nation, with one of my favorites, and he's like a legend in the podcast game. Is Paul F. Tompkins? Mm -hmm. Like he's done pretty much every episode under the sun, uh, every podcast out there. Um, one that you probably won't be too surprised to know that I enjoy is it's called Off Book, the improvised musical podcast. So basically, that sounds so you. Yes, it very it much sounds like is. you and Janelle. Yeah. So they take they interview someone, and like maybe a minute or two into the interview, they could probably be even in the middle of a sentence. They'll just start like there's a piano playing somewhere in the background, so the piano will start coming oh, in, this and then they just a lot of fun. Yeah, they take it and run with it. And, uh, yeah, they just create this, like, hour-long musical on the spot just based off the conversation they were having. I guess, like, to kind of put it in a nutshell, uh, my favorite, um, like, podcasting company, podcasting group, is just one called Earwolf. That's where most of my favorites come from. Like, like the wolves. last three that I listed. Does that have anything to do with bowls? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. But... I would imagine, like, I don't know the origins behind it, but maybe they were... Like, oh, let's let's produce some earworms out there. And maybe someone misheard it. They're like, did you just say earworms? Earworms. <laughs> yeah. No, but I love it. Let's run with it. We're earwolves now. Yeah. So mm -hmm. so do you think podcasts will, like, eventually eliminate radio? Oh, yeah. I think so. I think not only podcasts, but just streaming services as well. You know, like... They will be completely eliminated, streaming services? No, streaming services are going to take over. Oh, so like you won't I'm need radio. Bad, I'm in the bad line of business. <laughs> no, no. Um, streaming services essentially have killed or are in the process of killing cable. You know, like you can just get the channels that you want and you can stream them and you can watch what you want to watch online. So you don't really need cable. You don't need to wait 
until it's airing on TV. You know, you can kind of it's download true. it or watch it whenever you want. And same thing, like we were just talking how I don't really listen to the radio any much much anymore because I just listen to Spotify or even YouTube. Like I'll just go on YouTube Music. Right. So I think in terms of like, well, what will we do in emergencies? I think emergencies will just have to adapt to that. So maybe they'll put it into uh, Spotify or into Stitcher or into... They better. Yeah. That's all yeah. i got to say about that. Yeah. If that's where we're going mm-hmm. in the future. But I'm sure they will. Yeah. And we got some smart people out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like wrapping up this podcast part of, the, of your interview here, mm-hmm. as someone who hosts a mm-hmm. podcast show, what would you suggest... Um, the people like people who are going to be interviewed do um, ah. for a for yeah a, for a situation like this. So, what advice would I have for the guests? Not necessarily advice, be? like like just like make a suggestion, like something that like you've noticed or something ah. that because you've never this is the first time you've been on the other the side, side of it, yeah. yeah, in the hot seat. So you yeah. don't really have advice to give right now. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> but you do have suggestions <laughs> to, to give from the other side where I'm sitting right now. Mm-hmm. So. I would just say kind of the thing that I always have to remind them is, you know, you're going to be fine. Like, don't be nervous. Like, just relax. Because the more nervous you get, the more you're thinking too hard about what you're going to say. And then if you don't say it the way you had planned on saying it, then you freak out and you get nervous. So it's just like a like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, oh, I'm nervous, <laughs> so I'm going to do this. So I don't get nervous. But I didn't do this, so now I'm nervous again. So then you just keep going back around and around. Yeah. So... Uh, I mean, I think that's a problem beyond you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just anxiety. It's, it's, yeah. Just general millennial anxiety. Yeah. So, okay. And I mean, that's kind of where I have to jump in sometimes. And like I said, sometimes maybe I didn't phrase the question right, or maybe they didn't hear a part of it. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to go back and be like, so what I meant to say is this, or well, what yeah. about this? So again, like trying to guide them back onto the right path or not necessarily the right path but onto a path just yeah, as long as they're on a path yeah yeah i know those faces too <laughs> deer in the headlights right. sort of thing so that's one another thing um that i've had to learn on my end as well is just to kind of refamiliarize yourself with the stuff that you're talking about so for a lot of us maybe it's been a while since we did that scene or we acted that scene or let alone even like saw it on screen. So kind of just trying to put yourself back into that place and trying to remember as much as you can to the best of your ability. Um, Because at least in the type of podcast we're doing, there's a lot of focus on, you know, what got you into this character's um, attitude or personality or thought process. Like, Mm -hmm. so trying to remember as much of that as possible and you know it's a great show we made a great show so i mean i enjoy watching it again and again so just kind of putting yourself back into that and trying to remember you know where you were and what you thought of and so you suggest that they would like be on top of the thing that they did (laughs) yeah basically know their stuff like pretty much yeah and again that does help yeah it does help yeah (laughs) I I I've learned that too. So yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, since uh, we were talking about great shows, yeah. Um, let's talk about Fox. Okay. Now, you you're one of the 
the, I wouldn't say the many, because there's not really that many people who, um, who are in this situation, but you're one of the people who did not have any experience prior to, to acting in yeah. front of a camera. Yeah. So explain how that was when you find <laughs> out, when you found out that, okay, I just got I basically hired to, to um, play yeah. a character here in front of a camera. I've never done it before. Like, yeah. What was it like? I was just completely floored because not to like devalue the conversation that we had, but you know, I've met other people that maybe are not necessarily actors or anything, but that do creative sort of stuff. And I would tell them the same thing that I told you is that, oh, I've always wanted to kind of pursue that. And I never got a chance to do that when I was younger and in high school. So I would love to have that opportunity. And most of the time, <laughs> other people will be like, all right, that's cool. Like, good luck with that. And then they just kind of walk off and do their own thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that you're like, all right, well, we can make that work. I was like, what? <laughs> like, oh, shoot. Like, did I really know what I just got myself into? <laughs> so, um, yeah, tell that story, actually. How did you like... <laughs> Because that was, it never happens like that, Daniel. I, I would imagine it wasn't because I was just as surprised as you probably were. It never happens like that. Yeah. But um, you were actually sort of recommended by Georgie, sort of. Ah, okay. It wasn't okay. Like, like, like she knew, but she was like, she wouldn't have like had me in, like, in That's true. to you if she didn't yeah. think like there would be at least something that Some potential both there. can gain from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because of Georgie's personality and mm -hmm. she, she's so kind. Oh, yeah. And um, even at the very least, we'd be friends yes um, yeah but yeah at so least through a common interest how did that happen for you <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> so uh, as you said we both know georgie um so we were both there to support her at one of her showcases she was there to debut her new her new music uh in a competition of sorts um she was one of the few singers in a group of a bunch of rappers mm -hmm. so you know she know. definitely stood out but yeah anyway like she introduced us and we were going through the typical introductory sort of comments like, oh, what do you do and where are you from and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Love those. <laughs> love that small talk. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Never at all. But you had the the opportunity. And I mean, now that I've gotten to know you better, I know that <laughs> this isn't always the funnest thing to talk about. But like you're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I do movies I do shows so then I got all excited and I'm like oh well what do you do like what is it about like what are they about <laughs> your favorite question I'm sure um and then yeah so you started explaining that about how you run this production company and uh you make these shows and you were with uh, another friend of ours Wes, Wes. who is another yeah. musician and also a guest star <laughs> in, in Fox as well. One of our favorite guest stars. Oh, yeah. So much fun. I had to see for myself. That's right. <laughs> oh, oh man. So I was not expecting that when <laughs> I saw it. So funny. Yeah. So, yeah, after I got done just being completely overwhelmed and excited about what you do, then you asked me what I do. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, well... Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what my other I don't remember day job was during that. Part. Yeah, I know. I just know that like um, I practically gave you the job on the spot, and I was. That's not how it usually works. Yeah, yeah. That's not how I usually do things. Yeah, because after I was done, like, I wouldn't say pathetically, but kind of like disappointedly, answering my end of it. <laughs> um, yeah. I was like, well, I mean, it's it's funny you say that that you like make. TV and you make shows because oh yeah I've, like I've always wanted I've to always do that. wanted to do that um, 
you know, I my friends were in improv in high school and in drama okay. and in theater. And like they always seem to have so much fun and things are clicking. Yeah, see, so that was kind of like the conversation that I went down, and then yeah, eventually I don't know what you saw or what clicked in your head, but you're like, all right, well, you know, I think we can make that work. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I wasn't sure if you were gonna be Prince Erasmus or if we were just gonna have you as like a a guest star or something like that. But, yeah. You know. I th- yeah, I can smell it on you. You were like, I really wanted <laughs> I was to very do eager. this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really wanted to do yeah, this. Please. Yeah, please. Like, if you like, ever need anybody. No, please. I was very like, yeah, if you ever need any help, if you ever need anything. Yeah. like. And that's what I like. I like people with that type of attitude as opposed to the, oh, I know exactly. You need me on your show. Yeah, like yeah. Some, I've met a few of those people and yeah. none of them. I don't know what they're doing today, but that's they're true. not doing skies off. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yeah. I like that attitude that you had. Thank you. Yeah. So, and then, like, that was, like, the first stage of shock. And then the second stage of shock was getting emails from you and, like, the behind-the-scenes crew. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I forgot about this. Like, this is real. Yeah. Like, this is happening. When you got the guide? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, There's this thing is, like, pages. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I have a new Bible that I have to read and worship and study. <laughs> I lit little candles around an altar around right. it. <laughs> yeah. you, so then you didn't like print it out and made a really nice. I did. Thing I out printed of it. it out. I highlighted it. I took notes on the side, and I got really scared when I saw a hapishlan, and <laughs> and I was like, oh snap! Like not only is there a whole new world, there's a whole new language. So yeah. all these kind of things started running in my head. Like, well, what am I gonna have to do? So that was shock number two. Shock number three was the very first fight camp I went to, where I met a lot of the. I met Janelle there. I met Jacob there. Uh, I think I met Steve there. Okay, yeah. I yeah, Hunter. That. It was like so, on that weird hill. It was in that weird park on that weird hill. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you met everybody there. I met everybody. So well, now, everybody. now I'm not alone in this. Like in the past two stages of shock, I was somewhat alone in this. Like just mm-hmm. you and me, pretty much, and Rachel and like the other behind the scenes people. Yeah. So. And I was swinging a sword. I'd never even held a sword. So <laughs> having to hold here's it. Here's a sword. And, yeah, here's a sword. Good luck. Figure it out. Um, but luckily, one of my first like sparring partners was Janelle. And she was like super nice and very... That was the uh, first time Janelle held the sword, too. Hey, well, there you go. The yeah. season prior, she had daggers. I think you're, I think you're right, yeah. Because I yeah. think we were both like, what are we Wait, doing? We weren't going to put you against someone who's held a sword before. Yeah. Here, go, after, go with Janelle. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can learn together. Exactly. So that mm-hmm. was kind of fun. And then all of that, like, paled in comparison to, like, the first actual day on set. Where, like, now there's a camera, and now you and Hunter are there. and That was a crazy day. That was a crazy day. We had to, like... I had to improvise. You had to improvise. Behind the camera and in front of the camera because our camera guy at the time Mm -hmm. had a... Had some emergency. I think I terminated him. Yeah. um, Around Mm -hmm. that time. Yeah. No, I mean, you all did a great job of keeping calm under the pressure because, I mean, I mean, at the same time, too, I was just so focused and nervous on my own stuff that yeah. I couldn't really focus on your stuff. <laughs> so I was like, they'll figure it out. I need to work on my lines. <laughs> so, no, yeah, um, you had like a long ass speech. I did, yeah. In your first day. So, but I'm glad that you guys gave that to me because that really forced me to like, well, yeah. You did really good. Thank like, you. Like, you knew your stuff. Yeah. You know, it wasn't... It, I'm not going to name names here, but there are people who, like, learn their lines the day of. Yeah. And, like, I am guilty of, like, forgetting my lines mm-hmm. on certain days, especially mm-hmm. if we're doing multiple episodes in one day. Oh, yeah. Because usually I don't like to do that, yeah. but 
there was a time during season three where we were shooting five episodes in one day. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, so I am guilty of forgetting that too. But you were on top of your your shit that day. Oh, I was so nervous. I was like, I have to show them that that they didn't make a mistake by taking a chance on me. So mm-hmm. you know, I really, really tried as hard as I could <laughs> to remember everything. And um, but yeah, that, after that, like it got much easier. But you know, those first four levels of shock were just <laughs> they and they all happened like pretty relatively quickly too. So yeah, I think like yeah. there was like a, a like a break between you getting th- the job and then yeah. you and your fight camp. Yes, because there was like just this. Um, <clears throat> it was a quiet period. It yeah. was like right before Christmas, I think, right when you yes, when we, you and I it was. met. Yeah, and we were already on Christmas break, and I was like, I am not doing anything for mm-hmm. Fox until yeah. I absolutely have to. Yeah. So yeah, then once we started filming, it was definitely downhill from there. Yeah. In many ways. Yeah. <laughs> in many ways. In good ways down and bad and ways. Yeah. And mostly down. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like there were definitely a few moments in between, like you saying, "All right, we can make it work," and then the actual first day of filming, where I was like. I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if really? I want to do Yeah, because I was just, it was like a lot of pressure. Not that you were putting, <laughs> that I was putting on myself. Because, like I said, like this is something I've been saying forever. And now it's like actually happening. So, mm-hmm. you know, do I really mean what I've been saying this whole time? <laughs> like, do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I eventually, after that first day, I was like, yeah, I think I can, I can do this. I think I want to do this. Yeah, if it's so. just these guys behind the camera, of course <laughs> yeah. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> If I think gonna, we can figure it out. Yeah, and then like you met who who ended up being our cameraman for the mo- for the majority of the season, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it wasn't that. I mean, it it wasn't that bad. No, yeah. To keep it, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. problematic yeah, that it needs go. to be on yeah. for the podcast. Yes, <laughs> like, we'll just like, leave it at we're that. We're just like <laughs> long pause, staring at each other. Do yeah. we want to get into this? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. All right. So, um, <laughs> moving on. When you were reading the script, this is like the—is this the first time you ever got like a script? For oh yeah. It? Okay. So yeah. how was that? Like reading it, seeing how it's all, how yeah. things are written. They're not like books. They're not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I hadn't seen a script like that, like for TV, because I know, like in high school, we would do like plays, like little mini plays, like yeah. in class, but they weren't like with stage directions and narration mm-hmm. and. Um, this character does this and this character thinks about that so to see all the extra layers to it it was really really cool because now I could like almost visualize what was happening um, and that definitely helped to kind of guide me in where where I should go and what I should do and how I should say certain things mm-hmm. um, but yeah so it was definitely a little confusing at first because I had to kind of readjust my way of reading because right. I was used to reading things just dialogue with more depth. narration dialogue narration yeah oh okay I get you you know like fiction sort of stuff so just like just like yeah that, like in paragraph like form yeah so, exactly something with more depth yeah yeah yeah, yeah like, so yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, was, not, it was an um, adjustment um yeah because like um I don't know. Whenever like I watch uh, these interviews with the actors that I mm-hmm. um, aspire to, mm-hmm. um, they don't really talk about their first time looking at all this stuff. There has to be a first know, time when yeah. we all like. Or I remember my first time, but this isn't my interview. This is yours, and I I, <laughs> I definitely learn more from asking you guys yeah. these questions. How was it like figuring out who Erasmus was? 
this being your first character you've ever had to portray? <sighs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, I don't know if much of that was done, at least initially on my end. Like, I think a lot of that was kind of you and Hunter kind of guiding me and helping me realign my thinking because, like I said, at first, um, for those of you that don't know, like my other job is I work as a DJ. So I was just in my DJ booth, just like reading the lines over and over. Like people must have thought I was crazy. Like I was talking to myself or something because I was just mm -hmm. saying the lines over and over and over. Um, oh yeah, like pe yeah, people there probably did. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I've heard weirder. Oh things. yeah. So I was just more focused on getting the words right that I didn't really think about the meaning behind the words, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that took a lot of time to, that was like the first hurdle, I guess, is jumping across or jumping over, like memorizing lines. So how do you find out, the, how do you discover the meaning behind them? It had to take like an episode or two where I was now not only saying these lines, but saying them to other people. I think that helped a lot too, mm. is when I had other people to say them with instead right. of just saying them to myself. It's a lot different. Yeah. yeah. So getting their reactions, and I was like, oh, okay. So they're like upset at me, or like, oh, they're um, confused, <laughs> or they're um, like desperate, or like scared. So now that I know that, like, how do I say these lines? And um, how do I make it make sense for what we're filming? So it, it probably took at least that first episode another episode after that to really start considering that when I was reading my lines mm -hmm. so then it became like a second part of the reading part of it right. so it kind of just got tacked onto that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um what are the things that like you relate to with harassment um you know <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm spoiled in the way that I've gotten everything I've ever wanted but I definitely have been very fortunate to have both my parents, to have a brother and sister, to have like a roof over my head and food on the plate and a bed to sleep in. So, <clears throat> and harassment has kind of grown up having the things that he's always needed be there for him. You know, I think he's also, because he's in this sort of royal kingdom, he's had access to more information and maybe books and stuff like that. So he's been able to read up on the history. And, you know, my dad was a history major, so he kind of grew up teaching us that history was important. So I've always been interested in history as well. So, and just knowing where people came from and why they're doing what they're doing. So I've always considered myself a people person. Like I try to connect with people. You think harassment's um, a people person? I think he tries to be. I think he yeah. wants to be. Yeah. I don't think I he- I think he thinks he is. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Yeah. He, he tries as hard as he can, yeah. but just he just doesn't know how to con yeah. boxes. Exactly. Just take very little. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, but he like he wants to have this connection with people, you know, and I think mm -hmm. I want that too. I want to be able to connect with people and even if it means saying these weird corny jokes or trying to make them laugh when they're obviously not in the mood to laugh or Did Erasmus do that? He was trying to like joke around with Davi like don't worry, I got used to the smell or something like that. Like these oh, weird little like, not even like joke jokes, but just yeah. like funny little things. And Tavi's like, 
well, whatever. Like, yeah, I wrong don't person. care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he doesn't know how to read a room. Yeah. And maybe I don't really necessarily know how to do that either sometimes. So, <laughs> but I try. Well, I mean, like, to be fair, there wasn't really many people. That's to, true. Like, yeah. for, at the time. Yeah. To, to throw a joke in there for. And the people who, who were there either just they didn't think it was funny they were too serious for their own good mm-hmm. or they were too slow for their own good that too yeah you know i think we all know who this who those characters are <laughs> yeah. you know fox yeah. isn't the type to think that kind of stuff is funny yeah maybe because she's like so where's daisy that's right and davi is just like no <laughs> and one's like huh yeah one's too slow and daisy's like D- yeah that's not even nothing <laughs> <laughs> silence <laughs> yeah yeah, um, Deja came in later though. That's true. Yeah, the um. bloodline lives on. <laughs> <laughs> Her first day. Her very first. Line. She was so nervous. Too. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm so nervous. <laughs> that was also really trippy too. I have to say, is because that was only maybe what two or three days after my first day. That was like month two or three for me, so I don't know. Yeah, but it was just so funny how quickly I was able to adapt and adjust, at least in my opinion. Because then when I saw them, numbers, I'm like, oh, I remember when I was. Oh nervous. yeah, yeah. And so. I thought that was a little cute that like all you guys, especially when uh, uh, Jade, did yeah, first day, and you yeah. guys were all like, it's okay. Yeah, and, and I was like, yeah you'll oh, be fine. Look at these guys. I know. They think they know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at them passing on words That's of wisdom. Right. That's right. <laughs> they just started like, yeah. a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Uh, I think also. Um, Erasmus gets very like hyper focused. Like I think he's kind of type A in ways, and I think I can be that way too, where I get very like laser focused on something. And because I'm so focused on it, like if things don't work out the way that I had anticipated them to work out, then maybe I start freaking out. Like maybe I don't get upset or angry at people. I just start freaking out. And mm-hmm. I think Erasmus kind of has his little freak out moments or his little outbursts where you know like this isn't what was supposed to happen. Like, why aren't we doing this or why aren't we doing that? So, mm-hmm. you know, I think I kind of relate to him on that sort of level too. Yeah, I think um, I think everyone in the Brotherhood is like that. Yeah. They get so focused on something that when it doesn't go according to plan, <laughs> they kind of freak out in their own way. Yeah. And that kind of is, goes to say what's happening in this season, this current season. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, without revealing too much. Yeah. But yeah. And um so you go ahead and you did you Okay, yeah. Let's go into more of the situation where um you've been doing this for a few weeks now and then all of a sudden you, you film a scene with one daisy. Yeah. Remember that yeah, day I do. You, you filmed the day with the one daisy mm-hmm. and then the next time it's with a different daisy and we have to go back and yeah. reshoot stuff. How is that like learning about or experiencing the the reshoots the the reconnection with a different actress yeah. kind of stuff how was that for you this being your first time mm-hmm. i mean since it was my first time i didn't know if this was something that just kind of happens in the field if this is just something that is kind of does, a yeah. part of it and yeah i guess it is um but yeah just um having to reestablish these connections and then they both kind of played it played her played daisy in a different way yeah you know so all the daisies play them exactly very differently so that's so it, sad it, to say yeah all the daisies all the daisies it shouldn't be that many daisies, the flock of daisies but but it goes 
it goes back to what we were saying uh, earlier. How like, oh, I was saying these lines, but now I'm saying them with people. And that really affects how I'm saying these lines. So yeah. same thing. Like, I said these lines to Daisy, but now Daisy's reacting in a very different way. Or even the tone of voice is very different. And that kind of, like, jars you a little bit as well. Like, yeah. oh, this is very different. Like, this is a very different... Yeah. type of character did you see season two yeah i think i, I saw did. it with you right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. M- um melanie has a different voice than carla yes and carla has a way they both have a d- way different voice than jade yes yeah that i agree with you on that <laughs> yeah. that was that was a little weird mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me too yeah because like you're right they say it different they say things i already knew they were going to say things differently yeah but yeah yeah you're absolutely right but even that. that tone yeah it yeah. affects you're like the huh? impact of what is being said you yeah know? um so yeah, it was just very, um, it just took some more time, you know, to really think about not only the lines, but the characters again. So but I think it was kind of helpful because it kind of forced you to really take a deeper look at those lines and mm. at those characters, because now you know that there's a few different ways that you can say it and it'll invoke a different reaction. Mm-hmm. So might be the same soul but a different yeah 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 so it's kind of trippy how that works isn't it it's very weird <laughs> you can see the yeah. same soul in three different people but yeah. they go about it differently no that's so true they all embody daisy in a different they way they do yeah you know i think carla would have been a lot more of a badass mm-hmm. um just because she already has that um she has like a really unique um like way of going about things mm-hmm. and i think melanie was more of like a nurturing kind of kind of presence mm-hmm. and jade is like somewhere in between yeah you know yeah so yeah i think uh it's crazy how that <laughs> kind of works out yeah um, and it kind of just makes you think about not just on set but offset as well even like when you're interacting with other people on a regular basis and thinking about how you're talking to them and kind of the words you're saying and the way you're saying them like Especially in my job, since my job is interacting with people and sometimes people mm-hmm. that are not in the best state of mind. So I have to remind myself of that. Like, well, right now they're not who they normally are, I bet. So I have to, like, slow things down or say things a little more clearly or enunciate more, or you know, just yeah. so that they can understand. Like, no, like, it's not your turn yet. Like, don't come <laughs> up. <laughs> don't bother me. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> So. What, was, what were you trying to say? Yeah, I can't yeah. even read this. <laughs> right? So you're saying that maybe acting has taught you how to communicate more effectively? I think so. In your life? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's helped me a little. I think so, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have to really think about that one. That is a really good um, thing to think about. Yeah. Because even like I just said earlier, like, being on this side of it, uh, is a very different voice than I probably use when I'm hosting. And when I'm doing karaoke, it's a very, very different voice when I'm hosting that. So, oh God, I read it somewhere. Like, there was something that said that, like, you're a, you're a different version of yourself to every one of your friends, mm-hmm. you know, which is really crazy to think about. And then you have to consider that on their end too. Like, they're a very different version of themselves with a karaoke host than they are with the bartender than they are with the um the bouncer yeah. than they are with the cop mm-hmm. so 
yeah, it kind of just made me think about that a lot more. And, I think we're all playing characters. Yeah, which is crazy. So, I mean, yeah. we're all kind of doing it whether we realize it or not. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, how did it feel to um, actually see your work done? Because I, I, I know I have, I've told you this before and I've told this to many of the other actors too, that sometimes you... You throw your hat in, in there and you say, okay, I'm going to do this. And you, mm-hmm. you participate a certain amount of time of your yeah. life to, to act yeah. or help out with a film. And you never see the product. Mm-hmm. And this time you do. Mm-hmm. And this time for you, you saw it on the big screen. <laughs> with an audience. With an audience. Yeah. The wrong speakers, but loud speakers. <laughs> yeah, very loud speakers. Yeah. yeah. Um, how was that for you? Like this being your first thing you've ever done, and then seeing yourself on the big screen, after a very hectic season, <laughs> yeah. seven months yeah. of your life was dedicated to making this. Yeah. Not including fight camp. Fight camp took That's about three true. months. That's true. Yeah. So an extra few months before we even got into the mountains. Yeah. How was that for you? It was very surreal. Because it's so big, <laughs> like that, that screen <laughs> was so big. I'm like, man, you can see like everything. Mm. Um. So that was shocking, and then it's that. That thing where, like, you hear your own voice for the first time. You're like, is that what I really sound like? Do I really sound like this? <laughs> and then, like, now it's amplified with these super loud speakers. So I'm, like, yelling at myself, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this, so that's what I sound like. Um, but once you get over that initial shock, um, uh-huh. like, you kind of you kind of just, like, let it let it go and let it be. And then just, like... Like, I'm not watching myself anymore. Now I'm kind of watching harassment. So, and mm. kind of like, oh, like, I'm Sometimes kind of getting... it's hard to separate. Yeah, the, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a, a, a push and pull of that, of like separating yourself from it. And then, like, oh, yeah, that's me. Like, that's me up there. So, <clears throat> and I think what made it even more surreal was, like you said, having not only just an audience of strangers there, but like my family was there and some of my friends were there. Mm-hmm. And they'd heard of what I was doing, and they knew that I was going up every weekend to film, and but they didn't know what that meant and what that entailed. And so, to kind of see them watching it, and you know, maybe stealing a glance whenever I'm on screen and seeing like, oh, like, did they see me there? Like, <laughs> like what did they? Did they, did, did they smile? Like, did they, they see me jump when? <laughs> I, <laughs> exactly. Spirit did they see me do my little mini like six inch jump there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. My brother and sister did, and they freaking <laughs> loved it. <laughs> they could not stop laughing. So, um, yeah, so I guess in that sort of way, there was like an extra little amount of pressure. Like, oh, you know, I I think I did a good job, but like... Oh, yeah, you did. All what, of you guys did really... Well, like, what do they think? You yeah. know, like, are they going to appreciate um, what's up on that screen? Like, they don't know all the work that went behind it, but hopefully they appreciate the final product. Yeah, and so. it's also they're not supposed to know. Like, no, of if they know, yeah. like, they find out. Whatever, it's just like yeah. their fans. If they find out, like they, I'm pretty sure they'll find out eventually what happened. Mm-hmm. Just because they're all little FBI investigators. Yeah, they're little super sleuths. Right, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, they it's not their job to kind of know that or to even take that into consideration. Yeah, they're just supposed to watch it and give you their opinion mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And that's that's all you can really ask of an audience. Anyway. That's true. And that's what's kind of hard to separate, too. Yeah. Because these are yeah. people... This is the first time you've done this. This is the first time something, like, a film that I worked on, that I created, you know? Was shown to the public? Yeah. 
yeah. in like that I mean, kind of setting. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I've it's def I've definitely been on the big screen before, but it wasn't like for something that I wrote and yeah, directed yeah. Mm -hmm. and did all sorts of stuff for. This was the first time I actually made a film with my yeah, bare hands. Yeah. And now it's going to be shown to all these people. I have no idea who they are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? And yeah. so, yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. And then, did like, I know we have talked about this, but I know <laughs> this is going to be something that I think people probably should hear about because, okay. um, what is it? Like, obviously, you, you showed me, you showed me a, a article about this so we're not the only ones oh, going yes. through this particular situation yeah but did your family and friends ever they did they continue the, to show the support did they still did they finish the show did they yeah have any of the ones who didn't show up for, yeah even if they truly intended to be there <laughs> yeah if they had every intent of going <laughs> right yeah um did they ever make time for it mm -mm. how does that yeah. make you feel it's definitely a bit of a bummer because um, I, I feel like I do my best to support them in any way that I can um, and go to their shows and go to their things. And I mean, I honestly wonder sometimes if we didn't have that event, if some of those people would have still watched the show. Mm. You know, if they were left to kind of watch it on their own, would they make the time to watch it? Or because it was such a big event, a big to do that it made it more like oh well i'm going to an event instead of like oh i'm just gonna watch this when i have the time so um yeah it's a little it's a little frustrating um because these are the people that you spend the most time with that know you very well and um that you've laughed with that you've joked with that you've cried with and you know you're pursuing this big exciting new thing and to them, it's like, oh, well, I'll get around to it. You know, it's mm -hmm. not like a priority mm -hmm. on their list. So, yeah. so that's kind of upsetting in a way. But I just kind of have to remind myself that, you know, we're not necessarily doing this for them. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as sometimes we'd like to think we are, or we'd like to think that maybe they think that in some sort of way. But, yeah, so... I mean, there's not much you can do besides, like, bird box them into, like, watching it, like, holding their eyes open. You, <laughs> you know, know, I just realized, I think that's Miami Beach. Is that really? I think that's him. Oh, wow. Isn't it? Okay, yeah, that might I be. I think that's Miami Beach. <laughs> yeah. That so... dude. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. To... Yeah, so just, like, clockwork oranging them into forcing yeah. them to watch it. But, right. But then, like, what does that accomplish? Now you're just making them do something that maybe they don't want to do, like... Now it becomes a chore. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of a fine line, a fine balance of, you know, making it clear that you care about this and that this is something important to you and that you'd like them to take interest in it as well mm -hmm. without, like, shoving it down their throats. Right. You know? And I think I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure out what that balance is. Because I do feel like with some, I'm just constantly telling them, like, Here's the website. Like, I'll write it down for you. Like, here, I'll even show you. Like, give me your phone. Like, I'll show you. Like, here it is. Like, you just click here. You do this. I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, cool, cool. I got it. And then I asked them like a week later, like, hey, did you watch the show? Like, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I just got busy. I didn't get around to it. So, and who knows? Maybe they're legitimately busy, but I mean, you can only be so busy for so long. <laughs> so, 
Our yeah. episodes are not that long. They're not. They're very easy to watch on the toilet, even. So. <laughs> yeah. so. I was just about to say that, but I didn't want to be the one to do it. <laughs> I'll be the one. <laughs> so. But, yeah, yeah. Or right before you go to sleep or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's not much, much more you can do than just kind of keep reminding them and hoping that they'll eventually come around. And if they don't, then, you know, it's their loss. Like... We know that we put out a good show. We know that we worked really hard on it and mm-hmm. made something that critics enjoyed, that fans have enjoyed. So, you know, someone out there obviously appreciates it. Yeah. It would just be nice if it came from people that you actually know. So. Right. Yeah. And that you can talk to about it, that you can have a conversation with about it. Like, oh, well, what did you yeah. like about it? Like, uh, what was your favorite part? Or mm-hmm. who was your favorite character? Um <clears throat> but yeah, that's one comforting thing to know about it is that um, we're not alone in this. You know, there's articles being written about it. There's, I think we were even talking about how we've seen some big time celebrities, like some A-list celebrities on these talk shows that say their kids don't watch it or their parents don't watch it, the stuff that they do. So, you know, even with these huge, big A-list names, it still happens to them too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and... Another thing, too, I don't know if I ever brought it up to you. It could just be... I mean, there are lots of different psychological aspects to them mm-hmm. not like, choosing not to watch it. Yeah. Choosing not to make time for it and making time for other shows that they do watch. Mm-hmm. But there, another aspect to it could be that it might just be weird. That, to too. See, Maybe to uncomfortable. See, you know, I can see how it would be weird to, to watch me do some of the stuff that I have to do. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, in both 365 and Fox. Uh-huh. Mostly 365. You know, yeah. I wouldn't force anyone to watch that show. I would, please don't watch it. Please don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. I, I do some stuff in there. I do some stuff. Yeah, yeah, if I have kids, they're not watching 365 okay. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, Until they graduate from high school. Not even. <laughs> when do yeah. you get married? That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and um, so it could just be weird to see... To see someone that you know that you grew up with or maybe you raised, helped raise or saw them when they were born. Yeah. And now they're doing something like this. They're on the, you know, they yeah. kind of look larger than life on, yeah. you know. I look larger than life on screen mm-hmm. and I'm not anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah. I look taller on screen and I'm like the shortest one on the cast. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, it could just be really weird for people to adjust their, to adjust their thinking and adjust their point of view of you. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and also I uh, I remember I was talking to a former cast member about this who ended up being a really good friend of mine. But she had told me that maybe they just don't understand that it means so much to you. Not too. And yeah. maybe they just can't like comprehend how yeah. much it means to you because they don't know exactly. what what went down in those seven months. Yeah. And they don't even know that you spent almost a good year of your life yeah. prepping for this. Yeah. Because, you know, they, maybe they think, oh, you just, you go out, you shoot, and then it's magically created onto <laughs> yeah. this platform for you to watch. Mm-hmm. Music's already there for you. Yeah. The sound yeah. effects are there from the very get-go. Mm-hmm. You just have a really good mic. Exactly. You know, everyone seems to think yeah. that we brought fog machines out there, that it wasn't <laughs> fake fog. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's so easy to just bring a generator out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah that's not going to make any noise at all. Yeah, right? Yeah. And still have a great sound and stuff like that. And, like, oh, yeah, yeah. They, they don't think that, oh, we had to go to the zoo to record these roars and mm-hmm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They just, they, who knows what they think? They don't know the work that goes into oh, yeah. 
something yeah. like this. So it's hard for them to comprehend how much this means it's to true. us. Yeah. But I could just be defending them and they could just be dicks. And just <laughs> be like, I don't, want, I don't want to watch it because I don't want to support care. you. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't yeah. give a shit what you're doing. Yeah. That's a good possibility too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. And yeah. since we're like um, reaching the tail end of the hour, um, what what are some of the things that you've learned so far um, with podcasting and acting and, uh, you know, that you would, that you think people who are going, who've never had experience before would, mm-hmm. um, it would help them to know it? I'm capable of a lot more than I thought I was. I think I was kind of selling myself short for a long time. So, um, that was kind of cool. And even like this past, in this new season, like one of my goals is I want to become a little bit more fearless in terms of like the stunt work and not Mm. being afraid to just fall and possibly get hurt. Um, because it will be more believable than like slowly crumpling down to the ground. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, so I've Even learned falls did get a lot better by the way Danny. thank you so so that kind of stuff like I I can do it I just need to get out there and try it so that's one thing um, like like we were saying earlier just how to communicate with people I think has really been something that I learned a lot um, in terms of not just on set or even on the mic over here but just in general in life mm-hmm. how to how to phrase questions a certain way, how to guide a conversation, how to figure information out from someone when maybe they're being a little hesitant or maybe they want to say something but they don't know quite how to say it. So figuring out the best way to make them comfortable enough to say what they need to say because some of these things are important and they're just too afraid to say them or they don't know quite how to say it. So learning how to do that um just definitely an ongoing goal of boosting up my self-esteem and my self-confidence and that is this whole thing has helped a lot with that um because i'm i'm on that ginormous screen with these huge speakers i'm hosting a show like it's stuff that i never thought i would do and now i'm doing it and i'm I think I'm getting better with each one, with each iteration, with each attempt and each try. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that you got to always be prepared for every possible outcome, Anything every possible situation. Wrong, yeah. yeah. You always got to have a backup plan. Um, you have to have backup questions for the podcast. You have to have uh, backup stories that you can tell to kind of um make the guest feel more comfortable make the right. listeners feel a little more comfortable and that way they'll say more and more will come out um mm-hmm. i've learned that um i don't know i mean i think it's a pretty good summary of the stuff that i've learned so far um you're doing a really good job with both the podcast and um with acting thank and, you thank um, you I hope you don't stop anytime soon. I hope this has just opened the door for oh, me you. Me too, yeah. But um, all you guys who are involved with Skysoft, you guys have definitely grown, especially since watching you guys act this season. Um, 
obviously the the content that we're doing right now is very is very drama based and very yeah. hard mm-hmm. um, in terms not hard to remember but just hard to kind of act out yeah. sometimes because it's just so it's 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 not nice it's heavy yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty heavy yeah um so to see how far people have come since the very first time they stepped in front of the camera being all nervous yeah. and giggly yeah um it's definitely try me yeah <laughs> 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 bro it's taking many women many of them yeah it's definitely um an eye-opening experience to see you guys like, grow yeah um, so i hope all of you guys don't stop but definitely you daniel you're doing a really good job Okay. And with that, we're going to close this. Uh, um, so, what do you normally say? You want to say it? Oh, well, I say that you can always catch our podcast on uh, iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play Music. We're on Spotify now, too. So, mm-hmm. you can catch us there. Just look for SkySoft or look for Beyond the Page, and you'll find us there. Mm-hmm. So, please rate, review, subscribe so that we can uh, get more notoriety. Um, and then I have my. My famous right. catchphrase. Do you remember that catchphrase? You want to say it? Well, I was going to say, um, for anything Skysoft related, oh, that's you right. can always check www.skysoftentertainment.com. That's skysoftentertainment.com. That's right. And Daniel, take it away. <laughs> All right. So for Skywire, for Skysoft, for Beyond the Page, and on behalf of Monroe Hayden, this is Daniel Andrade reminding you that sometimes the greatest truths are found beyond the page. Goodbye. Hello. 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 What he said. <laughs>